Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God I'm going to share for just a few moments, and then I'm going to introduce you to my friend Rodney from One Need. Um, before I do that, though, I want to just ask a couple people. I'm going to I'm going to mention to you a few people. Last week, if you were here, we talked about the, the areas of ministry in our church and the leaders. And we let you know who led what, which is important for you to know. And we prayed that people in our church would be healthy, and that our ministries would be healthy, and that our pastors wouldn't burn out, and that we wouldn't want them to be more than they're supposed to be, and that they would serve out of a whole heart, which is a really big deal for our church to do that. Um, that's in our church. And then there's a few people who are at our church that are working in ministries outside of our church, and that we have expressed the space that when they come here, that I kind of feel like we're supposed to be more of like a healthy atmosphere for them to just be at peace and rest. Um, and that's the case for some people. So I'm going to call a few people and just kind of mention what you do. Um, Luke Wood, you guys just heard heard from him. Is he still in here? Is he out there? Luke's in the back. He works with FCA, and you work at Kennesaw College now. Yep. Tell just real quick, like ten seconds. What do you do? So I work at Kennesaw State, working in the character development department, ministering, serving student athletes and coaches, and also leading this character initiative called Have a Juice by Cinnamon. Right. So ministry as a life. Okay. Uh, and then we have Julie, and she didn't know I was going to say this, so she really likes to talk, so just make sure you listen. Just kidding. What do you do, Julie? All week long. Yes, thank you. All right, and then we have also in this place, um, who works with NAVS that's here? Anybody? Anyone? Kara, you're also one of our local missionaries. Just really quickly, just just tell people. Uh, we provide 
Amen. All right. And then we have Emily. You're going to come up in a second. But right now, just tell people what you do. All week long. <laughs> All right, and then we have, um, we have actually a guest today that's a missionary, and his name is Edwin, and he's a translator. You just want to stand up and say hey? Just welcome him to our church. Just Awesome. Thankful for what you do so much. Thank you for what you do. All right, anybody else who, and this is not the opportunity to realize your call right now <laughs> to talk about it. It's already been realized and you're living it and you're doing ministry as a lifestyle out as a job kind of thing. Is that, if that's you, just really quickly stand and say it. If not, don't make it up. It's not worth it. I promise it's not worth it. Mark, we're just going to, yes. Nobody does. Nobody does. Everybody love Mark? Yeah. Oh, oh! <laughs> All right, anybody else? Does missionary work. Okay, really quickly today I wanted to give um, Emily just a couple minutes to share really quick. You don't have to come up. Okay, cool. All right, I'm Emily, everyone. So what, (laughs) me and Julie, um, we work at Seven Bridges to Recovery, which is a home for women and children. Uh, We have about 100 women um, and, well, women and children. Um, but we also have a discipleship program for 30 men um, who are coming out of like drug addiction, alcoholism, anything really that you can think of. They probably have been through it. Um, same with the women. Um, they come from domestic violence, um, prostitution, drug addiction as well, alcoholism, and even um, chronic homelessness. Um, but it's like five miles down the road, and we're run completely off of volunteers and donations. And so all of you guys can come and you can serve there. Um, So we have a lot of opportunities for people to just come and serve. Um, And so um, Friday night, we have um, Friday night lunches. And so every Saturday, we go out on the streets. We bring about 700 lunches out into the streets of Atlanta. So we go to the Bluff, which is English Avenue, which is, um, yeah, she knows. Um, but there, about 80% of the houses there are abandoned, and people are living in them and on the streets. And so we just go out full force, and we love them, and we sit with them in their mess. Um, and the lunches are used as a bait. Um, and we go underneath bridges and talk to people who are living under there as well. Um, if that's kind of scary to you, that's what um, a good way to start would be Friday night lunches. Um, that's where you just come to our facility, which is, again, five miles down the road. Um, and you just pack lunches, and you pray over lunches, and you have a good time with the rest of the people serving as well. Um, another thing is what our needs are right now. Um, if you love to tutor children, we have a lot of kids who need tutors, um, so we can get you connected in that way. Um, we have been praying for um, older males to come and love on our boy children. Um, they normally don't get one-on-one, one-on-one attention with older males, and so that's something that we've been praying for. We have a giant field where you can throw football or play soccer or do anything with them. Um, so if you have a heart for kids, um, we would love for you to serve that way as well. Um, and then women. We have 100 women and children, like I said, but we would really love for some mentors to come in and love on our women um, consistently. So their lives are very inconsistent, so we're looking for consistent people to come and just sit with them and talk through life with them. 
Um, so, with all that being said, um, did I forget anything, really? Okay, we are off of South Atlanta Road, so um, 2840, we're on Plant Atkinson. So, yeah. Um, also donations, we run off donations, like I said, sorry, and if you have old clothes or anything, it's getting cold outside, we need tons of blankets and coats and jackets for our homeless friends, so yeah, and if you have any questions, you can talk to Julie or I, but anybody can do it, if I can do it, you can do it, so there you go. Nice little phrase on the end, if I can do it, you can do it. All right, Ryan, you also have ministry on a white and stand up, it's all right, just tell, tell us what you do. Yes. Homeless people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So just kind of a corporate clap for everybody who's serving. Um, awesome. At the end, we'll pray with you. Um, so... One of our main strategic partnerships from the beginning is a ministry called One Need. And not just because it's One Need, it's a friend of mine from college. Actually, the first fake idea I ever had was made by this person. So I'll never forget that. I literally showed up as a 17-year-old at a Christian school, and he was the first guy that I met, and he made me a fake ID. So thank you, brother. <laughs> it didn't work. I think I said that last time. I got called out on the spot. So. I don't, I don't do that still, guys. It's just move past it. Um, to me, what I love about Rodney is he's non-pretentious. He serves with his whole heart. It's not about being seen. He could care less about being seen. If he feels like he's being seen, he'll probably back away from it. And that's his whole life. And he serves with his whole life, and that's why we became a partner with him. They became our benevolent system because we're unable to do to meet all the needs in the city. It's just impossible. So he's become our en route and our person. And he's going to share with you today about one need and about how to do what we're doing in a healthy way in our city. So Rodney, without further ado, you can come up. You guys can cheer for Rodney on his way. Can you all hear me? Wow. So, um... Very thankful to be here. I, I've been here twice. I love this place. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not your everyday church. The, um, the gathering that you guys do is, is unique, and um, it's clearly not a production. And I just, I may move. I don't know. This place is amazing. I live north in a town called uh, Holly Springs or Canton, Hickory Flat up there. And there's a bunch of horse farms and... Um, so that's where I come from. So I love coming to see places that have like different restaurants and people. So it's very exciting. Um, so my name is Rodney McClure. I am um, the founder and current CEO of an organization called One Need. And One Need is very simply put um, a care network for churches. Um, and so what I want to do today, what I get the opportunity to do today is really twofold. One, explain how one need intersects with River City Church and give you an opportunity to be involved. And then um, 
talk to you about like three, like really five main points um, very quickly that have, um, that we've learned along the way since doing, starting this ministry in 2010. So um, with that being said, so One Need is a care network for churches, right? Here's how it works. I'm going to be super practical about this. If someone, you or someone you know or someone you see or someone you hear about, any of those work, if they have a need, you should pay attention to it and know that you're not alone. You don't have to do it on your own. Uh, it's not, we're not called to fix everything on our own, right? So you have a network of people at one need that it's like, it's like 38 different countries. There's 100 new people a week joining the group. And that group is saying that they would like to be made aware of the needs that you're working on, that you run into. The way that that works in actuality is you say, hey, my church, River City Church, would like to help you. We, we may or may not be able to fix everything for you, but we do want to know about it and we want to be there for you. So if you'd like, you can go to our church's website and you can enter your need. And when you enter your need, uh, within 48 hours, someone from One Need, it's me, will call, um, will call and just talk to you through and about your stuff. I've got a cell phone that it's the same one like my mom calls and my sister and my, my um, family call. And every single person in need, anybody you send to them is going to get my real cell phone number. And we're going to just start talking. Not a lot of magic happens. It's just a conversation. And so as we dig through, we look for ways to uh, impact that particular need in a positive way. Um, and there's absolutely no rules. So just to be clear, you send them to the site and say, hey, put the need in. But that doesn't mean like we're never going to talk again. Just put the need in. Let the process start. Within 48 hours or so, we're going to call them. When we call them, we're going to directly uh, connect with them. And if possible, we're going to, um, and appropriate, which we'll get into, then we are going to send out what's called a need alert to this really large group of people that God's kind of huddled together over that are you know, really, really um, bent towards meeting the needs of others when appropriate. So I'm going to give you the opportunity right now to join that group. And so Josh said it was okay. Um, you're allowed to pull out your cell phones right now if you want to join the group. Now listen, you're doing no committing here. Nothing. You're saying when there's a need at any of the partner churches at One Need or anywhere that we run into, I want to be made aware of it. We're going to ask you to do three things and we're going to give you something on every need alert. The first thing we're going to ask you to do while you're getting your phone out um, is pray. So you're going to read a story about someone and that's been worked through and then we're going to ask you to pray. So when you pray, we think that matters a lot. So as you pray for the need, you'll get this need alert. It's an email, but it's packaged like a need alert, and it comes to you. And then you're going to have the opportunity to pray for that need. Um, secondly, we ask you to consider sharing it through your social media or anybody you can share it with. What if uh, the, the church were to be really well known for advocating for those in need? On top of everything else we're known for. Like, what if we were known for advocating for those in need? Um, and then uh, 
The third thing is you're going to have the opportunity to give. It's literally one-click giving. 100% of your gift to that particular need is, uh, is tax-deductible. Um, as well as 100% of the money you give to that need comes back to the local church that the need started at. It's really bad English. That the need started from. And then they're going to apply that relief and help that person. It's not like we take a rip and so we're not conflicted in whether we put a need out because it's not our revenue stream. So we put needs out that we think need to go out. And we don't put needs out if they don't need to go out. And so you should know and be very comfortable with the fact that every dollar you give goes to the actual person in need. It's applied from the local church. And so there's community. It's not some far-off organization that's chucking um, relief places. It's really being used to, to, to deal with the real needs of the people. Um, and so if you want to join that group, text 97000. So 97,000. That's the number you're going to text. 97000. And you're going to text the word DEED, D-E-E-D. Right when you do that, you're going to get an auto uh, link sent back to you. And uh, you can sign up there. It's very, very simple. Select River City Church as your church partner. Um, all you're committing to is getting these need alerts. If you get one or two and you don't like it, delete it. Like, unsubscribe. It's super simple. We're not... We're not in a list gathering thing. We have nothing to gain out of this other than meeting the needs of other people. Um, it, if you're not comfortable with it, that's totally cool. Keep an eye on us. You can go to oneneed.org and look at what we call our deed feed. Uh, we post all the needs as we get them um, up there. And you can kind of look at the, the work that God's been doing through the group to make you a little more comfortable if you want to kind of think through it. So 97,000 and text the keyword deed. And you'll get an auto link, and then later you can go back and, and fill it out. You don't necessarily need to do that right now. All right. So one of the things that hit me um, this morning when we, were, when we were worshiping through singing and, and praying and, and being a community was, and I had it happen this week, so I, I have to mention it because I ran into a group, two guys on a construction site that that when I told them this, their eyes got really big and they, they kind of looked at me like, you're serious. But I, they, we, we got into some conversation. I have no idea how we got into it. But I asked them, what did they think God looked like? Who's God? Like, how, what is your impression of God? And for me, growing up for a long time, I had put like my dad's um, personality on my God. <laughs> it's like, I thought that like God was like going to reprimand me or something. I, I don't know. Like I didn't know, but it wasn't until I came to the understanding that if, if my, my in, opinion of who God is does not line up with the person of Jesus, then I should probably keep searching. So when we see God or we look at God or we try to understand God, we should look at it through the lens of Jesus Christ, Right? Like, shouldn't we think through that and say he revealed himself? Jesus says, I'm, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So it's a pretty good lens. And so everything we do at One Need and, and is, is really to um, kind of uh, line up with the work of Jesus, what Jesus' heart broke for. On Thursday night, I came and got to speak to some of the leadership team. We got to talk a little bit. When we were done, Josh and I walked out and he goes, man, is it, isn't it kind of heavy? Like, wasn't it kind of heavy? 
And we started talking and we were like, you know, we pray for our hearts to break for the things that God's hearts break for. And then when they break, we're like, why is it so heavy? You know, <laughs> like, of course it's heavy because our hearts are breaking for the things that, that God's heart, we know this because we see the life of Jesus, right? So we can look and see what, what broke Jesus' heart, what he did, what, how he worked with people in need. He didn't go on like a, a campaign to fix everything, but he certainly was meeting needs as he went through, right? As he went, he was like meeting felt needs. And so, so our heart, and, and you should be very um, thankful, I think, for the group that I met with. It's, it's obviously in a leadership position here and helping lead this church. Their hearts are heavy for the needs of this community. They're really heavy. Um, they have opinions, and people with opinions usually care, right? So, like, people who care have opinions, and, and they don't all match up. I didn't leave the room and them say, we agree with every single thing you said. Like, it's not going to be the case today either. Um, but you should know that none of this is um, super opinionated. It's just stuff that, that I've kind of learned along the way when meeting those needs. So as you're meeting needs in the community or as you're being around people that are in need, um, I have just like five key points and like a couple things, and it's going to go real fast. First, um, I approach all of this with um, two perspectives that I kind of try to hold on to. One is no need met in my life or meeting the need of somebody else is going to fill them up, right? Like, you're not going to get filled up with human needs being met all the time, right? It might be a, a vehicle, maybe a conversation, it may be some, it's a massive blessing, but it's not going to fill you up. Fixing a problem won't fill you up. I know that in my life. I think we all know that in, in your lives. And you meeting other needs is not going to fill you up either. That's not what fills us up, right? And so it is part of what we do, but we can't get so busy doing the work that we forget to worship God. Like it's, it, it, can't, um, it can't be expected to fill us up. Meeting needs, getting needs met, that's, that's not the entirety of the gospel. The other thing is, the gospel is free. It's good news to the poor because it's totally free. And so we don't have to buy the gospel through meeting a need. It's okay to say, I can't pay, I can't save your house for you, but I love you. Like, I care about you, but I can't, I don't have to buy the opportunity to tell you about Jesus. I can just tell you about Jesus. Isn't that something, right? So, so we can do both, but never feel the pressure to fix something without, with, I mean, to talk to someone about Jesus when you can't fix their, their felt need. The two are not necessarily um, dependent on each other. So, so when we work with people in need at one need, as we're working with them, um, I remember those two points. And then the other thing is I remember I've been in need. I've been without a home before, right? I've made choice after choice after choice that led me down roads that put me in need. Um, and so I look at them with all this perspective, and then there's five points that I wanted to share with you guys as you guys go and, and meet these needs. So many people in ministry here, um, and I'm sure there's more than, than even spoke today, but, but there's lots of ministry happening. You guys are leaving here and really having a huge impact um, on where God's putting you. And so for me, and I can say this because we deal with, I don't know, like thousands a year, um, from 2010 on, and so I've really made lots of mistakes personally. I've had to actually like take time away because I lost my grip. Uh, in 2012, I had to do that. And those things were really hard, and the things that I've learned since then, I just want to share with you real quick. Um, the first thing is, when you're working with someone in here, you're addressing people, you've got to be connected yourself, right? 
Like, you cannot run on empty. It won't work. You've been on a plane before. You've seen the funny, like, cartoons of them saying, put the oxygen mask on yourself before you secure the oxygen mask for others, right? That's really good advice that actually translates into what we're doing. Like, you have to be connected to a source of life, this oxygen, or you're not going to help people for very long. And you're not called to sacrifice your entire scenario to, to fix that you've got to stay connected. God wants you to worship him first, right? And so, so seek to know God, like, like, like continually be connected. Stay in prayer. Stay in the word. Uh, stay in worship. Like do that so that you can be of some value to the kingdom for a long period of time, right? This is a marathon. Paul talks about that. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You got to prepare differently for a marathon than you prepare for, prepare for a sprint. There's different things we have to deal with, so keep that in mind. Um, secondly, and this seems to be, this used to be, God's really helped me with this, but um, is to be available. I, I'm kind of private by nature. I'm introverted in a lot of ways by nature. Um, most of the skills that I've learned to not be introverted were completely learned. They're not like me, right? And so um, being available is, is, was, used to be very hard for me. But being available is one of the simplest things we can do for somebody, right? So if we're connected and then we, we make ourselves available to them, that doesn't mean we have all the answers. It just means we're here, right? And so in care ministry, in working with other people that are, have, have needs, and this goes for everybody in our lives, if we're connected and then we're available, good things are going to start happening um, because we're going to be the pass-through of what God's doing through us, um, Ephesians, like good works through us, right? And so if we're available, you got to be there to be able to touch them in the, in, in, and be a part of their lives to be, for it to even help them at all, your connectedness. So, and then third, we have to seek to understand every scenario individually and try our very best to leave any prejudgments back somewhere where they don't affect our ministry. And that's super hard. Pre prejudgments are there because, and honestly, probably hardwired to make us safe. I used the example uh, Thursday night. If, if I walk outside and I see, you know, a lion staring me in the face, I'm going to have a judgment about that. Like, I, I've never seen a friendly lion. Like, I just assume he, he wants to have me for Sunday lunch, right? So I make these decisions. Well, and with people, that doesn't work. That's not going to work, right? So... If I run into a scenario where someone needs their rent paid 70 times, and 70 times it seems to be the same scenario, and then on the 71st time someone asks, and I have to work with them, I have to treat it like an entirely new coin flip. It's a new chance. It's not, they're, they're independent of these other things that have happened. It's not the same. Everything is individually different. So when we're working with people, let's try to put all our prejudgments all our prejudices that are, that are just part of being human. Let's try to put them aside, and it's a new coin flip, man. It's a new coin flip, and we have to seek to understand their particular situation so that we can help them in a particular way. Does that make sense? And then the last two um, is to love them all. This can be hard. <laughs> um, I use the example of people being in pain, right? Um, I've had tooth pain and a kidney stone. Those are two times. And I had my whole face broken in a football game one time. I mean, all of it broken. And that pain, those pains, um, 
if you'd have been around me, I said some stuff that you just would not believe. Um, I was not patient. I was not kind. I was not loving. I was not understanding. My demeanor was all the worst in me. All the aggressiveness, all of that was flying out, right? I would have done anything to get relief. When we work with someone who has a, like an actual need, many times they're in pain. And I try to, and I would encourage you to, to judge them as you would want to be judged in your worst pain. So, like, don't take your comfort where things are really going well for you and then act like they should be acting like that right now. And then when they don't, make it about you. Like, right? So, like, their pain, all of a sudden you make it about you. And their, their um, rudeness or impatience, you just start making it about you. I get in the most problems in my life personal relationships, when I start making other people's um, sin or shortcomings or pain about me, they don't offend me. I got enough to worry about. I, we, we can't let them offend us, right? Like, and I'm saying us, meaning we can't offend each other when we're in need, not these other people that we don't know about. We're right here. Everybody in needs right here. So let's make sure that we look to them um, and, and, and not look to look to them for um, perfect behavior, let's make sure that we try to not make it about us. Let's not make their pain about us. And then lastly, and this is the hardest one for me personally, for a couple different reasons. One, I tend to struggle with ambition sometimes. Like I want to be successful with whatever I'm doing. It doesn't matter. It could be it doesn't matter. I just like to win, and I like to go do stuff, and that's just me. And, um, and so, that being said, I um, have a tendency to sometimes want to help someone that should be helping themselves. So it's really hard for me, because I'm like, I can fix this. You know, pound my chest, let's go do it, right? And then there's other times where I want to help somebody. And I, when I say me, I'm talking about one need and all of us. Um, where I want to help somebody, but I can't. I don't have the ability. I don't have the resource. So each one, for me personally, has been equally dangerous. One is I'm going to go help them under my power, and I'm not going to rely on the Holy Spirit and my discernment to know what to do. I'm going to do it because I can do it, and I know I can do it. And I think, it, I think it, a lot of times I get in that trap. I'm going to fix it. I can. I got the resources. God's giving me this. I want to do it. Right? So I have to fight that and do fight that. And I have those checks in my life that make sure that I fight that. And then the other one is, is when, when I want to help somebody and I can't, I don't have the resource. What comes to mind for me is, is addiction issues. I can't quit for them. <laughs> and I want to quit for them. So I just... Want, I want that to happen. Okay, so let's, I want, let's make that happen. What can I do? How much can I bug them on these particular times where they can't? I'm going to just find ways to... That's not, not the right idea. So when we, when we go and we, we help when we shouldn't or we, we get upset because we can't help when we want to, if we let either one of those burn us out, we are missing it. We are missing it. We have to help when we can, where we can, and when we should. And remember, and I'm closing, we are not called to fix a lost, broken, and dying world. We're called to make disciples, teaching them everything that Jesus commanded. And it's an as-we-go kind of thing. Um, Josh and I were talking this morning. Um, 
God is at work in this community. It's already happening. You don't have to go create work. It's there. Just go into the community, and God desires for you to join him where he's already working. You just got a bunch of opportunities here with people talking. Seven bridges? Seven bridges. There's other ones. He's already working. If you want to just join them, if you want to join one needs Dieters and get these needs, God's moving there. There's other places. If one needs not or on top of or seven bridges is not, there's other places. So know that when you go out, God's already, already doing a work, and you're, you have the opportunity to join in his work. You don't have all the pressures to turn the ignition and start the engine. It was started a long time ago. Thank you guys so much um, for listening to me, and if you have any questions, I'll be around. Thanks. Thanks, Rodney. Um, so real quick, I just want to ask you to close your eyes real quick. Rodney's going to be over here for after near the table. Um, real, real pointed. So one of the best ways to be Christians outside of this place is to be available for people in need in this way. And whether it's one of these places or just people in your life, like that's our call to be a people who are available to other people. And so, Lord, I just say right now, thank you for Rodney and One Need. I say thank you for every person that's serving in this kind of way in our church, in our city, in other churches in the city. And we say, I'm just going to pray kind of a pointed prayer as your eyes are closed. Stir our hearts, Lord, for what stirs yours. That we would be awake to see through eyes that are spiritual, hear through ears that are spiritual, what you hear and see. And I'm going to pray even more pointed for the American in here who conquers every part of life and every season and wants to conquer something else and start something or own this kind of thing, being able to handle it and I can do it on my own. We just want to set that aside and we want to receive that you sit before us and wash our feet and then you say go and do likewise. So today, let this be a week where we go and do likewise out of a good place in a healthy way. We pray for health as we serve. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to close like this, okay? We're going to do this. So there's going to be two prayer teams, one in over there and one over there. If you have a need, a pressing need that you felt stirred, you need to let out, they're going to pray for you. Right there? Right there, okay? So they'll be over there. Other than that, if you are part of a ministry we talked about earlier, I would like for you to just stand really quickly. Rodney's over here, so he's standing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody near these people? Um, is, there any, is there any hiders in here? Any hiders? Anybody? Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to lift these people up, okay? Here's what I know about these people. I already know this about these people. They serve a lot. Just because I know them, it's part of their DNA. They're not going to ask for help too much. So you kind of got to get in their lives and shake them up a little bit. Sorry. You're more than just humans to me, but I don't want them to burn out, right? Do you want them to burn out? Nobody wants them to burn out, so let's just love them well. Undergird them, support them, surround them, put your hands on them in a good way. Um, Father, somebody get over here near Rodney, please, and just love him well. And, and I'll be honest with you, like, as I think about a church doing ministry well and community transformation, it's not these events that we do as a church, it's this. This, to me, is the gospel. 
people out serving with their lives. That's the gospel. You don't need to wait for us to do a cool thing, right? Like, so as you're surrounding them right now, God, I just pray right now that you would, everything that has been poured out of them, that you would refill. Um, they need to be full of you. If any of them need to listen to your voice, they've been running and doing more and more and more, and they've just been running and doing more and more and more, and it gets hard, they just do more and more and more. Shake them up right now, God. Speak clearly to them. Let them know that you're, you're the shepherd father. You're the one who leads them into fields by streams. You're the one who, when they run away and there's 99 others with you, you say, nope, nope, I'm coming after you. I want you. And don't let them run into work. Don't let them run into staying busy, God. I pray that their identity wouldn't come from this, that they would not be, but that they would be daughters and sons of yours, Father. I pray that you would, in each ministry that's being led by these people, I pray that you would provide the resources needed. Finance resources, human resources, ideas. I pray that you would provide people of peace in each of their lives to come around and be key figures in the cities that they lead, the organizations that they lead. I pray that you would remove the, the, the desire to kind of make it happen, whether it's raising support. I just pray that they wouldn't feel like, God, they have to spend all their time raising support, God, that you would give what, what's needed. I pray that you would connect people to their ministries today that want to serve. I pray that you would just, as we're praying for them, let these people be locked in our hearts that we would lift up, just like we would lift up anybody on our staff or anybody else in this church. In Jesus' name, amen. So these guys are going to play quietly, prayer in the back, and then partner with these guys. Rodney's going to stay over here. If anybody has any questions about one need, anybody wants to jump into one need on a deeper level, come talk to him. Um, I'm praying for you as you go, Father. I just thank you. Actually, stand with me. Um, and as you're standing and as we're leaving, just keep in mind that people will be praying in here and that as we're in here, we want to we want to kind of keep it at a lower level so we can do that. And, but Father, as they go, I just pray that you would go before them, that you, you would they would know that they hear your voice and that they would listen and they would partner with you. That you would be with their families this week. You would help us to count our blessings this week. You would just overwhelm us with your goodness, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. I'm so thankful for this church, God. It's like, I've always dreamed of this, and it's here. So thank you. Be with us. Go with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.